Thanks for listening to Draw Near with Fred and Kara. And we are back after a much-needed summer off. Excuse me, what show is this again? I haven't heard any new episodes in a while. Did I say Draw Near? You did say Draw Near, yes. <laughs> we, do have, we do have two shows. So it's just, just been a while. Sure. <laughs> Welcome to Draw Near. <laughs> we're back. Yeah, we're back. Um, we had promised the 23rd, and there was kind of significance in that for us. But life happens. Um, so we are back one week later, but still My good, living good room stuff. blew up. Yeah, your living room blew up. So and it I didn't spilled know. into our studio is basically what happened. Yeah. So yes. A profound leak. Things of, had to happen. Yes. It was glorious. Yeah. Life happens, though. Yes, it does. And I got to use my home improvement skills when I didn't want to. So that's fine. When you didn't want to. <laughs> I feel like it was throughout throughout the week, though, it was kind of beautiful how God worked it. It really it. was. I think one of the things you said about the experience was like, Unite it to Jesus, mm-hmm. who, who knows the work well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I did. And like, I really enjoyed it. And I'm not being serious when I say, like, made it sound like a begrudging thing. I actually do enjoy that kind of stuff. It, it is kind of therapeutic for me. And I think the living room will end up looking better than it did in the first place. That's good. Hey, and also, public service announcement. Keep an eye on your air conditioner drains, folks. Because <laughs> that's what happened to me. <laughs> but during the whole week... Um, I feel like God kind of spoke to you in in really beautiful ways. It was a week of great consolations amidst the the toils, uh, amidst the record heat wave. wave. Yeah, it was bad. Feels like it was like 123, Mm -hmm. and we had no AC in this room, so it was like most of the days... I lost weight, Kara. I lost like five pounds doing the work. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Well, that's kind of what we're actually wanting to talk about with our first episode back. So we did mention as we closed out our last season, our 100 episode season one, Mm -hmm. um, that we wanted to dive into some of the more common questions that Catholics might might receive from Mm non-Catholics or if we just grew up Catholic and nobody ever taught us some of these things. And we are going to cover that. Um, that is going to be a part of this season. But we wanted to start with the topic of how to hear God speak to you mm-hmm. or just hearing God's voice in your life. And so it's very fitting that this whole last week, he just kind of was speaking to you and through the right. work yeah, that you were was. doing. Yeah. 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 It felt like, um, so basically like it, it's a challenge to step out on the water and to do this work. And we've talked about that before. We've been pretty honest with our listeners about like, what the past year is, because that's what this episode is, mm-hmm. Kara. This episode is kind of a companion episode to a one year later kind of review that we're doing where it's like one year since this full-time apostolate journey began. It's been joys. It's been struggles. It's been at once terrifying. Yeah. but At, at same- once? <laughs> multiple times it's been terrifying. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, like never happier, never yeah. more confident and sure that what you're doing is Lord's will. Yeah. But even in the midst of that, like there's been times of money being tight. Mm-hmm. And so like so it was Sunday when, when I discovered the leak in the living room and like it was bad, like floor, the wood is warped, which I love hardwood floor. So seeing all that nice wood warped up yeah. was hard. And then there's mold and it was just a lot of craziness. And I just had a moment where I sat on the couch and I was just like, Lord, I, I don't know how much more I can, can handle. Like, it feels like we're just getting by many months and now this too. And, uh, it was almost like a father, a loving father moment. Like my son, I'm here with you. 
and this is what you're going to do and we're going to fix this together. Mm -hmm. And it was very much kind of that experience of like a gentle, just knowing in my heart, everything was going to be okay. And the Lord was going to help me. And I I think he really did like help me like know what to do, how to handle it. And, uh, hearing his voice. So setting up this episode, like, why is it important to hear the Lord's voice? Because we need to, Yeah, you know, cause that's the voice that when you feel like giving up, when you feel like all hope is lost, it's his voice that helps you to see mm-hmm. differently. Yeah, And it has everything to do with sheep, ironically, mm-hmm. Kara, right? The reality of what it means to be a sheep. And I know you have a great talk. We don't have to give all the details, but you have a great talk of what it means to be a sheep. And as a sheep, what are we like? Like, it's not a compliment to be called. No, it's not a, a compliment. Well, okay, so I, I do have a talk that's fully about this, so I'm not going to give my whole talk here. But yeah, to be called a sheep, uh, a lot of time I think when, when you know, Jesus is like, my sheep are, or my people are like sheep without a shepherd, and you know, I am the good shepherd, and we picture this like really cute lamb just being mm. held by Jesus or being mm-hmm. held by God. And it's a pretty cute lamb. It, yeah, it's you know, such a cute lamb, super white, unblemished, of course, mm-hmm. and that's what we picture. But the reality is like sheep were not seen as very smart, right? Um, like the parable of who among you would not leave the 99 and go after the one. It's actually irony in the parable because none of them would leave 99 sheep and go after one because they'd come back and their 99 sheep would be dead (laughs) and that's their livelihood. Right. So nobody would leave the 99 because they would follow each other off a cliff and die Mm. and just keep jumping off one after another, or they'd walk into water and like their wool would soak up all the water and they'd drown. (laughs) Like this was, this was kind of (laughs) how sheep were seen. I feel like that's me most days. That's totally us. (laughs) So, which is why he calls us sheep. Right. Uh, it is like the cutesy image. He wants to hold us. He wants to care for us. He mm. will go after the one even because we're going to go get lost. Like it is that cutesy image. But at the same time, it's also a very human image. Like, no, sometimes we're going to be dumb. Right. Like the sheep. Mm. And I found a study that was talk- that more recently that was actually saying that sheep have very advanced um, emotional intellect, almost Mm. like they can experience similar emotions that we can, Mm. like joy and grief and things Mm. like that. Um, And friendship, like they have loyalty to one another. And I actually thought, you know, people are like, sheep aren't as dumb and here's a study that shows it. I actually think it shows even more how beautiful it is that God calls us sheep. It's like, no, we can still be dumb, <laughs> right? but yeah. experience these really beautiful things. That sounds human. It's, it's so human. Yeah. So I thought, I thought it actually increased the beauty of him calling us sheep because sheep do have this um, emotional intellect uh, and this loyalty to one another, but they still tend to f- make bad decisions. But, you know, Jesus calls himself the good shepherd and he mm. says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me and I call them by name and they hear my voice and they follow. Yeah. And so this is really the importance of being able to hear God's voice. If mm-hmm. we truly are sheep, you need a shepherd who you can hear, who is going to guide you well, or we're going to find ourselves jumping off a cliff. Right. And a shepherd that clearly wants to be heard. Yeah. And he says that with such confidence too. Mm-hmm. Like my sheep know me, they hear my voice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I find myself like you, when you give this talk, you have this hilarious video <laughs> of this. Don't don't ruin it. <laughs> uh, it's it's hilarious though, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. But it's a sheep going along the way, falls in the the little ravine there, and the, the shepherd pulls him out, and then he goes right back into it. Mm-hmm. But the shepherd keeps going on like that's enough. I've had enough of yeah, this. Yeah, he's stupid like, well, sheep. I already 
But, Tried to save you. I'm not doing it again. Yeah, but God doesn't do that. And th- that's so hard to imagine in my own, like, humanness. If I have to repeat myself a third time, you're getting anger on that one. You're getting heat because I'm annoyed yeah. with you. Yeah. But God isn't that way. Like, he's right. patient. Yeah. He's gentle. He's a good shepherd. He comes back for me. Yeah, how many he, times does he come back? Yeah, even when I want to sit and, on the couch and pout about... Your floor. The floor. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, no, Fred, you've got this. And yeah. why do you doubt that I'm going to provide for you? You're mm-hmm. my sheep. I love you. And I will provide for you. Uh, so stop worrying. Just follow me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You need to hear his voice. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, um, God, why are you still, like, why do you still stick around? I'm like, I have fought, like, gone back. What is that scripture Wait. passage? A dog returns, as to a dog returns to its vomit. I'm yeah. like, I have gone back so many times, messed up so many times. I'm like, why are you still here? As a fool returns to his folly, mm-hmm. so a dog returns to, to his vomit. vomit. Yep, that's yeah. us. We're, yeah. we're foolish sheep often, yeah. but God is truly the good shepherd that uh-huh. isn't going to get frustrated with us. That's not a verse you have cross-stitched on a pillow, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your life verse? As a fool. <laughs> Returns to his folly. A dog returns to vomit. Yeah, it's that one. It's that That's one. on my pillow. <laughs> and yet there's no truer statement than that. We keep, we continue to go backwards and not follow him. Yeah. The reason we wanted to take up this topic, why is it so often that we get that question, how, what do you mean by hearing God's voice? What do, Can I hear God's voice? I've never heard God's voice. And sometimes people are more confident in the fact that they don't hear God's voice, yeah. then they are confident in the fact that Jesus says they will. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. they have more confidence in they can't yeah. than he says they will. Yeah. Like that's a promise. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the struggle there? Do we not feel worthy of hearing his voice? What are the, like, why is that so hard for us? Um, I think it does start with once we get it in our mind that, oh, just some people get to hear his voice, but I'm not one of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe we stop trying to hear his voice. Right. I don't know. Like, like I've met people who like they're 80 years old and they're like, you know, I've always wanted to be one of those people who can hear God. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, why haven't you in 80 years? Right. Because they don't think they get to. Right. And so I think that definitely becomes an obstacle and a block. I think for many they hear God every single day. They just don't know it's him. Mm. And maybe they're like, there's no familiarity there. Like what he might sound like. Right. I do think for, for some, probably for majority, if we don't hear God's voice, it, it is very much a, it's because I'm not doing enough or I'm not right. holy enough. Like or, we have to earn like it. Like you have to earn it somehow. Mm. Um, even if you've heard him before, and now you don't hear him and you've, you're in this like what the, what they'd call like a more of a dark darkness in your spiritual life. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, I'll just I'll just I'll just go to daily mass. I'll start going to daily mass. Right. Oh, I'll just pray. I'll add 15 minutes to my time of prayer and I'll make sure I'm reading scriptures. It's like, yes, those are all really beautiful things to mm-hmm. do. But when our mentality is I just have to do more holy stuff and then God will talk to me again. Right. It's this mentality where um, what I do gains what you already have. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, like your inheritance. Yes. Yeah. yeah, your inheritance. That's exactly what it is. It's like as as his sheep, you have a great inheritance. As his son or daughter, you have the inheritance of a father, which is everything, including mm. his voice. Right. You don't earn an inheritance. If somebody makes you earn an inheritance, I mean, that's, that's not the loving father right. that is in heaven, mm. making you work for it. Because he gives it to you simply because you are his child. And he loves you. And he loves you. Yeah. And that includes his voice. And so often it's, 
you know, well, only the saints heard his voice because they're holy or only some people get to hear his voice. Maybe they're his favorite. I I don't know what else to do to be Mm. close to him. It's not about doing. It's about recognizing he speaks to you because he's he's your father. Now, listen. It's about being. Mm -hmm. And you can't do anything about the being. Yeah. Like you are a child of God simply by the fact that he created you. Yeah. Out of his goodness, out of his love. I think we probably, once those things get in our head of, I can't hear the Lord's voice, you know, or I'm not good enough, that we that we make that our, our identity as well, which if that's our identity, then suddenly we're not sheep anymore. No. How do we overcome that, Kira? You tell me. How do we overcome <laughs> that, Fred? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm interviewing you. You are interviewing me. I'm like, what? No, this is a conversation. Yeah. If you get that in your head that you have to earn God's voice, yeah, how do you overcome that? I feel like there's kind of a, um, I don't know what the word is. As you try to overcome it, Mm -hmm. you remain in this performance mentality. Like, oh, I want to stop thinking I have to earn it. So what can I do to stop thinking I can earn it? Mm. It's not, and it's nothing that you have to do. You know what right, I mean? Right. It's literally like this. I feel like this is going to be so simple and maybe almost seem like a cop out, but how do you overcome thinking we have to earn the right to hear God's voice is very simple. You just tell yourself, I'm a sheep. I get to hear your voice. Now right. speak to me. It's a promise. A promise. Yeah. You should have confidence. My sheep hear my voice. Yeah. Jesus. I call them by name and they hear my right. voice and they follow. Who is it better to have confidence in? Yourself in the sense, I can't hear his voice. Yeah. Or confidence in the Lord, my sheep hear my voice. He said so. It's a promise. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is kind of what you're saying. Like the key to overcoming is reminding ourselves of that, is spending time with Jesus, is spending time with scripture. I was reflecting on that. This is past the past this past week as I've been working on the floor and doing all the stuff around the house. And honestly, coming to a place in my life where what I have heard the Lord speaking to my heart this over the last week is, Fred, for years you've been able to help people experience me as a loving father. Now I want you to receive me as a loving father. Mm-hmm. And so there's a weird dichotomy there of like, I've been able to help so many people, and yet in my own heart... I haven't right. like received it for myself. So as as I was reflecting on this, I, I wrote this. And I, I think in some ways this is the answer to my question to you, like how do you overcome this? This is what I wrote. I don't know who needs to hear it, but you don't have to earn or prove yourself worthy of the love of God the Father. He loves you simply because you are his child. He delights in you. You are a joy for him. Even with all your wanderings, your faults, failings, those things you think you lack— None of these things make him love you less. Nope. You are more than your faults and failings. You are more than what you lack. You are the sum of his love for you. His love for you is why you exist and what holds you together. You never have to be good enough to be loved by him. He loves you. He never stops thinking about you because you are his child. He wants nothing more than your love, your heart, and to spend time with you, just like a loving father. Let him be to you the loving father that he is. And I think that is kind of the key is just mm-hmm. accepting the fact that even in your life, if you don't, you haven't experienced a loving father or a loving mother or anything like that, like 
you can still find that in him. Yeah. You know, it is possible. Yeah. And he wants to be that for you. Just like the shepherd. He wants to be that loving shepherd. I think it's you still, hear his voice. It still does probably take some intentionality. It like, does. Especially if you have kind of lived in this uh in this place where I have to earn it or God mm. doesn't speak to me and that's always been your thought. It's just like if you want to build a virtue, you have to begin by a good habit. Mm-hmm. And by doing a good habit, you have to do small things until they become big things and then that be they become virtuous thing, you know, right. and you slowly build it while also you know, separating yourself from that vice, if right. that makes sense. Yeah. The overcoming it is in what you said earlier. Like it's just flipping it around. So you said like I, I'm, I don't hear the Lord's voice. I'm going to spend 15 more minutes in adoration. I'm going to spend 15 more minutes doing this. Yeah, in, in times of desolation, it is good to add more spiritual things, actually. Mm-hmm. But what's your intention in doing it? Is your intention in doing it to earn it? Or is your intention in doing it is, I don't feel as close to my loving father just to remain with should. him more. But I know this is the right thing to mm-hmm. do, to spend more time. There's a huge difference there. Mm-hmm. One, you're trying to earn it. The other, you're recognizing maybe the Lord is drawing me closer to mm-hmm. him. And so I have to dial in more. I have to be closer to him. I have to pursue him yeah. a little more intensely. Yeah. Imagine, and this, and this is kind of the imagery I had as, as I was working. Imagine if my kids had to earn the right to hear me speak to them. Mm-hmm. How ridiculous would that yeah, be? Yeah, that's ridiculous, yeah. Like as your children learn to walk, you cheer them on even when they fall. Sometimes the falls are cute, mm-hmm. like as they stumble and fall. And you rejoice in the falls as well. Imagine even in that process of Francis just learned to walk not too long ago. And Aggie will be here soon, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine if she had to earn you cheering for her. Yeah, right. How ridiculous is that? Mm-hmm. And yet we treat God that way as yeah. if we have to earn hearing that praise, hearing that. Yeah. Like that's not a loving father. No. It doesn't make sense. I think just saying, I think just saying though, like, okay, well, how do I, if I, if this has been my mentality for so long, how do I switch that? Just saying, just accept you're his child. That's kind of, uh, that's the truth and that's what to do, hmm. but there's still like, okay, but how? Cause if this has been where you've kind of been for so long, how, hmm. and it really is like, okay, what's the intention behind some of my acts, right. but also, you know. Maybe even just something as simple as waking up every morning and be like, God, I am your daughter. I hear your voice speak to me today every single morning or multiple times a day so that you begin to, in a way, rewire your brain from thinking, I don't deserve his voice. He's never spoken to me. And I'm not one of those people who get to hear his voice to now Mm. being like, no, I do. And he's going to speak to me today and I'm ready to listen. So just repeat some of those things to yourself. So your heart begins to accept those things. Yeah. And that's confidence in that promise. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you say rewiring the brain because that really is what it is. Yeah. How do we hear God's voice? What does it sound like, Kara? What is that experience like? Well, um, so actually we're going to do some shorties throughout the week and kind of like give you guys a lot more content of specific ways that you can help your environment, help your familiarity with his voice um, and give you kind of tips with that way. But I will share kind of how he's he speaks in my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really began like it was just it can be a lot of different ways. I think for me, it began just as like a simple prompting, like, Mm -hmm. you know, whether I was in sin or something. And it was like a prompting like this is not filling you. You are not like Mm -hmm. there's no joy in this. Um, And and it wasn't a voice. It wasn't an audible voice. It was just this like emptiness or this longing of my heart for something more. 
and responding to that, like, hey, that that prompting or that empty feeling might actually be God mm-hmm. calling you to something more beautiful. Right. Um, and then it, it progresses into a relationship, like as that love between a father and a daughter or even between friends, like he calls us friends. Mm-hmm. As that grows, then it does become more of an audible voice. For for me, I feel like sometimes people maybe get frustrated or annoyed when I explain like how I hear God's voice because sometimes it is just a voice in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, you're just talking to yourself. You're one or of like, those people. Yeah, yeah. You're just having <laughs> conversations in your head like you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, or the, no, that's just your conscience or whatever. Um, but no, you know, we read in Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah, is it Isaiah or Elijah? And he's in the cave. Y'all know. Yes, it's you know, Elijah. Elijah. You're, yep. He's he's not in the earthquake. He's not in the, you know, the loud noises. He's not in the, I think it's fire, but he's in the still small voice. Yeah. Silence is more powerful than an earthquake, more powerful than a windstorm, more powerful than fire. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, Kara? I am. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have, we'll have a whole episode on silence, but yeah, it's the still small voice. And oftentimes that still small voice is attributed to our conscience. Mm-hmm. And so he does speak to me in that in that voice in the back of my head. A lot of times I recognize it's his voice because it's something I would never say to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so there enters, you know, how we hear him is we intentionally try and become more familiar with how he speaks. Right. Um, and, you know, whether that's how he speaks to you individually, because uh, he is going to speak to you different than he might speak to somebody else. Mm-hmm. He gives in in the mode of the receiver. So how I receive is probably different than how Fred receives. But he's still going to say the same thing. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His voice is the same as it is in scripture. It speaks the same to me as it does to Fred. Mm-hmm. He just says it in different ways that we're going to be able to receive better. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I say like, God, just like he said, it, it was so loud, you know, almost like he was like yelling it to make sure mm-hmm. I heard it. It's like it moves from the back, the voice of my back, of my, the back of my head to like, now he's in the front of my head. <laughs> you know, it's really that simple. He's made it so obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. obvious. So that's yeah. kind of how he speaks to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is like intentionally kind of growing it. You grow it by actually listening. Like when you hear that that simple prompting, might not be an audible audible voice. When you hear something in your conscience, it's responding to it. Hmm. Like, oh yes, I will do this. Right. And then he he gets louder because right. not that he's speaking to you more because somehow you've earned it. He gets louder because you're more familiar with it. Right. And you're you're recognizing the ways that he's speaking to you, even though he's been speaking to you the same way your whole yeah. life. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I would describe it actually very similarly. And I would say that the longer you do that and the more intentional, intentionality is the key again mm-hmm. about discerning that and being open to that, the more you start to recognize a familiarity. Yeah. Like, for example, like how many times like someone calls you, they don't even have to say who they are. You don't even have to see it on the caller ID. You just know by their voice. Mm-hmm. You know, they might even say it's me and you know what it's me means. Right. Enter a Seinfeld joke, but that's a a bunny trail I'll try to stay off of. But anyway, um, you know who it is just by hearing their voice. It's the same thing. You don't need to tell me who you are. I recognize that voice. And for me, what I've discovered is a certain familiarity between that voice as you've described it and scripture. Mm -hmm. Like I can tell it's the same spirit behind it. And I've also always been thankful for those times when I miss it, when I'm like, I'm not sure 
Lord, is that you? Right. Um, those kind of moments. We've all had those moments. Uh, when I miss the mark, which the good thing is you miss it less the longer you do it. Yeah. I also learn how to hear his voice because then I recognize what his voice doesn't sound like. Right. You know, his voice isn't going to be one that is going to leave me feeling unloved, mm -hmm. for example. Mm -hmm. It's not going to leave me feeling uh, torn down. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't attack your identity no. as his child. Absolutely not. And I think that's kind of the key. Now, there are experiences that I've gone through with the Lord that have I've described as the Lord really wrecked me. Mm -hmm. But in the way of like a physician, like sometimes he's got to go in and do some work that cut some things out that's going to hurt, but ultimately it leaves me it, feeling better. Yeah, it heals it you. brings healing. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes there is that distinction in there, but it does begin often with that prompting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we tend to not realize we're hearing the Lord's voice because a desire to do something good seems so human, so natural, but that's because that's the way we're wired. Mm -hmm. Like the way God created us is to do good. The way God created us to be fully human to be truly better versions of ourselves is to look like Christ, mm -hmm. is to be like Christ. And so when we have those dis promptings to do good, it just seems normal. Right. And so we dismiss it. But that's God or that's your angel. But, yes. <laughs> yeah. But that's the source of that goodness. Every good thing I do is ultimately God giving the desire to do it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he speaks to us in that and then. As we walk with him, we learn to recognize his voice more. Yeah. You have that confidence. My sheep hear my voice. Well, yeah. And that same passage, it's from John 10 that we're quoting, um, the good shepherd. In that same passage, it says, and they, when they hear the voice of the stranger, they don't go. So we're emphasizing, you know, this need to be familiar with God. And that comes in different ways. And we'll have episodes about that, um, just short ones as they come out. But God is not a stranger, by virtue of your baptism, you are a child of God. You can't be a stranger. However, his voice might sound strange. And so in that scripture passage, it says they hear the voice of the stranger and they, they don't listen. Mm -hmm. They don't go. They don't follow. But I know my sheep and my sheep know me. I call them by name. They hear my voice and they follow. Well, if his voice is strange, even though he's not a stranger, it's hard for us to follow. Yeah. So this really is important in hearing his voice is growing in a familiarity of what, of what it sounds like. Mm. That said, what are some tips maybe in a general sense? I am not going to give any of my tips. Uh, I will, I will leave you with maybe an exercise to actually hear your voice. I'm not going to give my tips because I'm going to put them out all oh, week. Nice. So you're going to get the tips just in like five minute little episodes throughout the week. Um, but I do want to I do want to give you an activity to where, OK, you're saying grow in familiarity. What does his voice sound like? Know what it sounds like for you. Uh, how do how do we do that? So because scripture tells us he calls you by name and you hear his voice. Um, here's what I want you to do. Just if you especially if you've never heard his voice, set aside intentional time in your day. Make it silent. So if you're in the car listening and you got kids screaming, maybe do this later today. <laughs> mm -hmm. But intentionally set aside time either in silence or with, you know, some instrumental music or meditative music or something in the background to help you enter into this. And then I want you to speak your name to yourself. So your full name. So in my head, I would say in my own voice, Kara Renee Cardell. Then in quiet, sit in silence 
until you hear your name spoken to you. So there's a very big difference between our voice in our own head that we speak to ourselves and hearing the voice of God in this other voice inside mm. of our head. So sit in the silence after you've spoken your, your name to yourself. Sit in the silence and wait until you hear your full name spoken to you. And once you hear it, that's the voice of God. Become more familiar with that voice. Mm-hmm that you hear that that still small voice in the back of your head. That would be my first tip. Yeah, that's good, Kara. I just brag on that activity. That is the activity that kind of started this whole couple weeks ago. That was at our Draw Near retreat Mm -hmm. that we did. And you left the first keynote with that challenge. And I did that. And the words I heard in that moment were, I love you, my son. Yeah. And that was powerful to me. Like it was tears. It was like, wow, I don't. Like, I knew that was true. I know he loves me. Mm -hmm. I know I'm his son. But in that moment, like, it became real. Yeah. You know, I love you, my son. Yeah, for uh, for me, so I, the the meaning of my name, um, Kara Renee, it means beloved or dear one. Mm -hmm. And so whenever God, whenever I hear my name spoken back to me, so I can say my name in my head, Kara, but whenever I hear it spoken back to me, it has become my beloved one. So I kind mm. of, you know, pick on yes. John the yeah. Apostle up there. I'm like, I'm actually his beloved one. Um, but that's what he that's what he now, since the retreat, that's what right. he spoke to me. And that's kind of what he has now begun to call me. Right. Um, my beloved one. And so when I hear that in my head, I know, I know God's speaking. That's beautiful. Part of that activity too is something we all need to take some time reflecting on is it's the same question Jesus asked of his disciples. Who do you say I am? Mm -hmm. And so as we enter that activity, desiring to hear the voice of our shepherd that we're promised we will hear, we have to ask that question as well. Lord, who do you say I am? If you enjoyed this episode, please consider helping us to make more content like this available by going to our website, which is drawnear.me. Hit the support button in the top right and become a patron.